We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Didn't do what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. I, can, I, can, I just cannot take it. I can't take it. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, March 22nd, 2019. Alex Berutha here next to Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We would appreciate a nice review. Uh, so today, it's mostly just going to be about news. Uh, there's a ton of news this time of year in the NBA with the season. About there's about three weeks left in the season, two and a half. So a lot of guys getting shut down for the year, um, teams gearing up for the playoffs, teams in full tank mode, stuff like that. But to kick things off, uh, Woj reported yesterday that Kelly Oubre is going to have minor thumb surgery. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, he's a restricted free agent this summer, so this has pretty significant implications. Um, but he should be, I mean, completely healed by the time the summer comes around. But he was having a great season. 
Um, over the past 30 days, if you play in a Yahoo 9-cat league, he was ranked 33rd. Uh, could be winning you your league if you took a chance on him. And over 40 games with the Suns, he averaged 17 points, 5 boards, 1.6 assists, 1.73s, a block, and 1.4 steals per game. Where do you guys feel that we should rank him next season? Where would you want to draft him? Or maybe how early do you think other people will draft him, assuming he stays in Phoenix? I mean, are you taking Ubre over someone like Otto Porter, for example? I think I do take Ubre over Porter because Porter's defense is not what it used to be. And uh, uh, I really like him. I, I think Ubre is going to continue to blossom on, you know, on a Suns team that desperately needs his minutes. I, I like Otto Porter more in Chicago than I did in Washington. Um, he's, he sat some games, but for the games that he's healthy, we've seen a boost in his production across the board. Um, I think it's kind of a toss-up. It, it really depends on... Better what, percentages for Porter, right? Yes, historically. Um, we'll, we'll have to see if that carries over. I mean, Ubre has, Ubre has been solid since he went to the Suns. Right. Um, the, the really question... The question for me is, what do each of these teams do? Which pieces do they add via the draft and free agency? Because when I look at Phoenix, they, they also have... You know, they have Bridges. They have Josh Jackson. Like their wing rotation is already pretty deep if, mm-hmm. if everyone's healthy. I mean, TJ Warren's on the team as well. So I question, you know, depending on what they do contract wise with Ubre, what his role with the team will be next year. With Porter, we know he's he's locked in to his spot. With his with his contract, he's locked in with the Bulls. He's gonna be playing thirty four minutes a game, have a significant role, be their number three scorer even if they add Zion or Ja Morant or whoever via free agency. Do you, so, think, you think the Suns still still value Jackson? At what point is his poor shooting? I mean, another one for seven last night against your Pistons. When okay. did he just cut the Jackson? I don't know. He hasn't shown the same side, same type of upside as this guy, but do you remember how the Lakers gave up on D'Angelo Russell after two years? <laughs> oh. D'Angelo yeah, Russell is now the answer to I'm, everything. I'm just saying, like, you don't give up. You don't give up on top five picks. Is Shaq the greatest After their all-time center? Year. Have you seen what D'Angelo Russell's doing? <laughs> I hey, you do not give up on top five picks after their second year unless they're total bust, like like uh, Anthony Bennett. Like Josh Jackson has shown enough flashes that you can't give up on him yet. You still have him under team control on the cheap for another couple years. Then you can do a qualifying a- offer after that. The, you absolutely, you absolutely still have to see what you have there if you're the Suns. yeah i mean this is i i'm a little surprised that jackson is is not better than he is but i mean as far as Ubre versus porter i think i still i would prefer porter like shannon was alluding to i think he has a more stable role on the bulls going forward and if he were to have played this entire season on the bulls he'd be having a career year yes i mean i mean and he's a guy yeah. who you know, he's 25 years old. Like, he still has room to improve. I think I think Ubre's ceiling is higher, though. Um, at Looking at what he's done with blocks, threes, steals per game since moving over to the Suns, the fact that he's basically been their number two scorer since, since the trade, I think Ubre's ceiling is actually higher. It's just the fact that his role is so uncertain. There, it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that he stays in that number two role for the Suns because – 
they're going to start giving the ball to Aiton more. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to fit in whoever their their top likely top five pick is for for this season. Yeah, they might they might make a trade. They might go get add somebody through free agency. Ubre's going to likely get knocked down a peg or two as far as where he is usage usage rate and everything else on the Suns. I just don't see his role growing. But if it were to stay the same, I think his ceiling would be higher than Porter's. Well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of financial um, commitment they have to make to Ubre uh, as it goes through restricted free agency. Somebody throws him a big offer or not. But uh, I think your first point was the best, actually. We're, Bulls and Suns both have their first round picks next year, I think, right? Yes. Is yeah. that so? So, yeah, who knows who they each take in the lottery um, this summer? Uh, let's move on to Milwaukee, gentlemen, uh, or actually just big stars. Playing, not playing in general. Giannis, probable after missing two games, probable to play tonight. And LeBron also expected to play tonight. Guys, which of the big stars scare you the most regarding uh, possibly sitting out games uh, with each team looking at roughly 10 games remaining? I'm going to say Giannis because I have tickets to a Bucks Hawks game in two weeks. Uh, That's a I'm long worried, drive for no, uh, no Giannis. Long drive for no Giannis. I, I actually am not that worried about Giannis because there's only two game. They only have a two game cushion right now in Toronto, and they are going to want to play yes. for that number one seed. So as long as Toronto keeps it close, they're going to want to play Giannis more games than not down the stretch. Um, same thing with Toronto and Kawhi. I mean, we know how they're handling Kawhi. Yeah, that's yeah. He'll sit. He'll sit games. I am like starting to get worried about a few other big stars though. Philadelphia now is a three and a half game lead on the third seed, mm. and they're four back of Toronto. So, so they're essentially locked into that three seed. It would be like a monumental collapse for them to either move up to the two seed or fall back to the four seed. So, with that in mind, you know, as we've already kind of seen with Embiid recently he could end up sitting some games maybe butler gets more rest than what what he has so far this season in the western conference i don't think there's as much to worry about i think you'll see golden state kind of take turns resting players yeah um they only have a half game lead right now over over denver so it's not going to be immediate but maybe the last seven to ten days of the season that'll be the case if they grow that lead um and then three through and tony doesn't really Dan Tony doesn't really sit guys in Houston. Does no, he? no, and I. But that and the thing is about three through eight in the West is they're all jockeying for positions still. It's up for grabs. I mean, five through five, five through eight, they're all tied right now. It's dead tied. Yeah, you're you're, you're <laughs> cheating some of the future news points here. I I don't think Houston has to worry as much. I mean, you think Houston or Portland really care if they're three or four? I don't know um, if they care. I don't really think so. I think once I think once teams are. I mean, once they once they get locked in, that I mean, that's that's really I think what you when you worry about Western Conference team setting players, it's once they're locked into a specific seed that right. you could just see guys sit for like the final two games of Take the season. Rest. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, I so right now I'm more worried about the stars on bad teams, you know, Washington and below in the Eastern Conference, or anyone out of the playoff mix in the Western Conference. I think the Kings. They have young pieces. They're probably going to push and try to finish above 500 just to feel good about themselves. Um, but even you know Minnesota, if, if what's Cam- your over under? What's your over under LeBron's 
LeBron's of their Lakers last 11. Well, when How many do we see LeBron? When there are 18 games left, I think I put the over under at 10. I think you did. Yeah, I think it was 10. So, so I think he's played a little more than that. He hasn't been on again, off again. You're basically you're kind of saying he's going to play half, but uh, of course it's even more and more meaningless down the end here. So you're saying of 11, you think he'll play five or so? Mm, yes. Yeah, I'd probably go over that, but I mean, we saw him stick out for rest a couple games ago. Um, I think the last game he sat out just his he had the sore groin issue, so it kind of depends. I think he'll try to play as much as possible. Um, I don't know why he played thirty five minutes against New York. Even <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what's like. Oh, it's kind of. I mean, how do you sit LeBron on your you know week long decisions? But there are some pleasant surprises when he. Uh, you know, as of late, when you'd think they'd be resting him. He sat two of the past three games, and I expect that to be the trend. Like, I think he'll at least sit half the remaining games. Um, if he, He'll probably sit out the final five games, like, by default. Uh, I just, All right, I've, I've, I've got off on a tangent here. Don't look this up. What's LeBron shooting from the free throw line this year? 64... If I if that's I were going to guess 66 66 yeah, percent. Yeah. Sorry, Shannon. I, no, that's not Alex good. was so close. We just uh, that is that's a problem because that's a high quantity of free throws as well. Yeah, the it's Lakers a, are like one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the league. They are actually 29th in free throw percentage as a team, uh, 69.4 percent. So that's a yeah. huge reason they're losing games. Not totally unheard of. LeBron's dipped below 70% a couple times previously in his career. Um, he's only a career 30, or 73% shooter. Um, but back in 2016, 2017, he shot 67% as well from the line. So he's struggled before. Yeah. Um, Shannon, we have some news out of Minnesota with guys. I mean, speaking of guys being out for the season. Minnesota. Yeah, this is the big shutdown news. I mean, I mean, this is going to happen across. I mean, multiple teams are going to be doing this. Jeff Teague and Derrick Rose have both been ruled out for the remainder of the season. Um, Teague's probably most frustra- frustrating here, uh, just because he's had a, essentially had an injury status all right. season. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's been four or five times where he was coming back tonight. And then, like, oh, he rolled his foot again. It's going to be another. And Robert Covington <laughs> also ruled out for the remainder of the season. I actually, I'm going to change my stance. I think he's the most frustrating because I feel like he's been day to day since he got injured, and now he's going to go whatever, like thirty plus games missed. Yeah, so many, te- so many teams do that where they're just a guy's day to day for like a month. There's no way the thing right from the get. Right from the drop, it seemed like his injury was not that serious. Like, oh, he's going to miss a couple weeks just because we want to make sure he yeah, comes back right. healthy. Yeah, and he's even went down and practiced with the G League team. Like, I just don't get it. Either they're they're not letting on; it was way more serious than expected, or they just decided not to bring him back because what's the point? I don't know. It's odd, but but we have a few pickups to make in Minnesota. Tyus Jones, um, he's averaging about twenty six Fanduel points in his last five starts. Jared Bayless uh, also has some relevancy. Um, Long term, you know, Wolves are T Wolves are, are set up to pay Teague nineteen million next year. It's the last year of his deal. <sighs> Do, 
Is he still going to be the starter next season for Minnesota? Well, Rose is pro- Rose has got to be gone, right? Unrestricted free agent this summer. Though Th- no one's going to sign him as a starter. I think Thibs guys are going to be gone. I think they're going to yeah, they should be. They're going to be, <laughs> be an overhaul there. They have to. They have to tank. They have to like retank because they were tanking, and then they got Jimmy Butler, and then they were relevant, and now they have to like dip back into tanking. It's it's a really bad situation. I I don't even know if they necessarily have to retank. I still think that like Wiggins is. Wiggins has been well. That's a problem. Absolutely though. horrible. His money's a problem. Oh, yes, that's it Albatross. Is. He, Albatross. He's absolutely been horrible. But he's still extremely young. He still has a lot of athletic talents. Cat is one of the best big men in the game. So you have those guys. You have Sarich. You have Covington. They may have enough money, <clears throat> especially. Is, if they does Wiggins still qualify? Wiggins is twenty four. Does that still qualify as? Really young NBA wise is his fifth yeah, season. There's guys who are going to be drafted this year who are only like 18 months younger than him. What, out of Europe? No, out of college. Everyone who plays for Virginia, essentially, like he, they're all, they're all 22. They're round. all 22. That whole Virginia team. No, they're going to have like two guys picked in the top 20. But all right, uh, it's. I'm just saying, like Malcolm Brogdon. How how much? What's the age difference between Malcolm Brogdon and Andrew Wiggins? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon might be older. Malcolm Brogdon's two years older than Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. It's it's hard to say that Wiggins. What like when you saw his? He was a little underwhelming in college, but you saw his high school highlights. You understood how good of a prospect he was. He was the number one prospect in twenty thirteen out of high school. But I think. Like I'm not, I'm not opposed to having Andrew Wiggins on the team and giving him a shot. It's just you. The problem is you have Carl Anthony Towns, who's clearly good enough to like be a top right. two guy on a playoff team, but then to get another guy to vault the team up into that status is an issue now I, because I, of Wiggins. I don't disagree with that, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not trying to defend Andrew Wiggins. Oh, he sure. is horrible. He gets, he's <laughs> the most overpaid player in the NBA. I just think that they still have the window is still there because in right. theory Wiggins can still get better. Sarich and Covington are good rotational pieces. Tyus Jones is a good rotational piece. Cat's one of the best big men in the league. If they can either unload Teague or you know after next year they find a different point guard to plug in in Teague's Teague's place, which we all knew Teague was a bad signing at the time. Everyone thought as much. They needed three point shooting from their from their guard position. And they didn't get that. They got Jeff Teague instead, and it made no sense. Made absolutely no sense. Well, he was he was he was a three point shooting improvement over Rubio, but uh, they did overpay. Right. Did, and, that was that was the Tibbs spend like crazy win right now. Yes, and I mean I do like Robert Covington and Dario Saric at the three four. I think yeah, Covington's just, absence was huge. Covington's absence yes. this year for the T Wolves was huge. There was a time where people were like. This T Wolves trade actually works out with Jimmy, but Covington's on fire, right? And then yeah, they were playing finishes. better. They were playing yeah. better after that trade before Covington got hurt. I, actually, you know, it's the, <clears throat> the what I don't get is why didn't Sarich play better? I thought, I mean, I guess you're two ball dominant centers in both those situations, but I somehow I didn't expect Sarich to. I feel like he's regressed. He has. He, he definitely has. Um, hopefully, with. Taj Gibson's gone next year, and that opens up some more playing time and higher usage for Sarge. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much of an answer for that. Hopefully, we'll see him bounce back next year. Uh, Ken, we got another guy out for the season. 
Tim Hardaway, uh, only been in Dallas for like, what, a month? Uh, out with a stress reaction in his left tibia. Will this be more exciting for Justin Jackson or Jalen Brunson, gentlemen? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm only gonna say Justin Jackson because I think we've kind of already seen Jalen Brunson like. Jackson's really going well from absolutely lately. nothing to somewhat relevant. You're saying versus yes. Brunson's already getting his shots. Is that yes. that? That's point? that's the only reason I, I would pick Justin Jackson here. And Justin Jackson was a guy that I really did not like that the pick by the Kings when they drafted him. I just thought his upside was really low, but he's played well over the past two games. Um, obviously, a small well from scoring. Size. Like, no steals, no blocks. He's just only going to help you in points and threes. But uh, it's, I don't know. For me, the answer is Brunson <clears throat> because we already – Brunson's – he's only owned in 51% of Yahoo leagues. He should absolutely be owned in all 10-team, 12-team leagues at this stage. Right. Um, over the past 30 days, he's been the 95th-ranked player in eight-category leagues. He is shooting 52% from the floor, 89% from the line, 1.5 threes, nearly 16 points, three boards, four assists. Doesn't do much on defense. But – Top 100 player over the past 30 days that he should be able to hold that value, um, if not increase it for the final stretch of the season. I I am eating crow here. I never thought Brunson had a chance of being a this type of NBA player. Uh, Barely yeah. saw the light of day the whole first half of the season, right? Huh, kind of. I mean, he's the reason. I actually think he's the main reason why they ended up trading Dennis Smith um, because Carlisle loved Brunson from day one. Right. Um, and he's, he's the type of guy, you know, that, that Carlisle would like Car- Carlisle yeah. doesn't like those fiery dudes who don't really play within the system. Um, you know, are turnover prone, uh, like Brunson's a smart player and, and Carlisle, that's just kind of his temperament. I, I, it goes back to his days with the Pistons. Like he's always kind of like guys like Brunson. So Dallas would probably end up being the best landing spot for a guy like Brunson. Yeah. If he were somewhere else, you know, that team may give the more athletically gifted player run over, over him. Um, but Brunson's been a huge surprise. Um, I was wrong. He definitely fits in the NBA. I think he is, uh, Close to a starting caliber player. Um, Just say what, what, would we, what would we say? Malcolm Brogdon's kind of his ceiling. We think. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he's on that that kind of level. Um, and we've seen Brogdon grow this year. I mean, by far having a career year. Um, I think that's the level that we look at Brunson as well. Um, and that holds value in fantasy, and it holds value in real life as well. So Brunson's the guy I, I'm more excited about moving forward with Hardaway out. Yeah, um, yeah. like you mentioned, I like the Brogdon comparison. Their numbers per 36 minutes are pretty similar. And it's also a similar situation where you have this guy who's not a point guard. So in Milwaukee, you have Giannis, who's ball dominant, and then Brogdon kind of plays like the off-ball point guard, shooting guard role. Same thing with Brunson next to Luka Doncic. I think that makes a lot of sense there. And a guy who should continue to get a lot of minutes uh, going forward. Um, But fantasy basketball fans... The regular season is nearing its end very quickly, but that doesn't mean your fantasy basketball season is coming to a close. FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone, tons of different contests and formats to choose from starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team and enjoy watching the results in real time. I don't know about you guys. How how much better is watching a slate? 
Alex, slate of games when you've got the phone in your hand, you're bouncing around highlights on NBA Channel, and you can see live scoring for the FanDuel games. Oh, it's so great. so much more exciting. It is, especially if you have some guys in the late games and you're climbing up the standings, and and uh, yeah, my my wife loves it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, nothing. Nothing's sure better that for you, honey. <laughs> nothing's better, man. I had a nice three hundred sixty point uh, night on Wednesday. Thought I was going to take home a, a big cash and came came somewhat somewhat close three hundred twentieth out of forty seven thousand folks. Um, unfortunately, it was one of those nights where the winner hits four hundred points because <laughs> uh, you get fluke performances like Chris Dunn going for fifty seven. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's fun, man. It's the only way to do basketball. I do it every I like, night. I like the. I always just love watching the minutes played. Where you're like, I particularly like it when the guys ahead of you, you know, their their minutes are near done, and you're like, oh, I got some guys left. This is going to be fun. <laughs> well, you can. In addition to playing against um, playing against millions of other people, you can play also against your friends for bragging rights in private leagues. Um, but overall, we just wanted to let you know that you can take advantage of our special offer for new users if you haven't yet used FanDuel. So sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RotoWire, or excuse me, FanDuel.com slash RW, and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. You'll get from the RotoWire website DFS lineup optimizers, premium articles, draft software, much more. The whole, site, the whole site, the whole shebang. The whole site, the whole site. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW, void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com slash RW for details. We have more news to talk about. DeMarcus Cousins returned from a two-game absence as a result of an ankle injury. He double-doubled uh, 19 points. 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, and a win over the Pacers. Golden State is now a half game up on Denver. Do you guys think Golden State cares about being the first uh, number one seed in the West, Ken? No, not at all. I mean, the fear would, you know, if Denver squeaks by them, the worst they're going to do is second. Uh, You know, I could see Steve Kerr trying to make that argument, and the vets just looking at each other like, "Okay, whatever, coach." They they absolutely care. They almost they should have lost to the Rockets last year when they didn't have home court advantage in the Western Conference Finals. They got lucky. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, the Warriors would not have won a championship last year. They absolutely want home court advantage. They don't want. Do you think they're willing to admit that though? I don't think they're willing. Why wouldn't you admit what? What's? I agree. You're right. I just don't think the vets are willing to admit that. I don't think they're worried. Eh, They they are worried. Uh, They definitely want to get the first the first seed. There's no doubt. I mean, Denver's not an easy place to go play. It's one of the few one of the few locations in the NBA where there's actually a home court advantage. Like outside of it being the home court. Yeah. Like. You know, you've got the altitude. The location as well. is the advantage. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, it's it's like there's actually, right there on the foul line. Of the we're, floor. We'll move. We'll move it over to baseball. There are actually ballpark factors that go into Denver. It's the only location that I can think of in the NBA where there would be something equivalent to a ballpark ballpark factor. Right. Yeah, I would have to agree. Overall, I think Golden State. I mean, I don't. I think they're going to try to prioritize resting guys, but do it in a way that 
their I mean, I haven't looked at their upcoming schedule very closely, but I'm sure that if they get, you know, uh just a really cakewalk matchup coming up that they'll just sit, you know, well, they, a guy they, or two. They end with New Orleans and Memphis. Uh the, both on the road. But I would think that sounds like and they've got Cleveland there. Here they're they've got Denver on the second, so that'll be huge. Right, I agree there. But their last five are at the Lakers, home against Cleveland. That should be cake. Uh, home against the Clippers. Clippers pro- might have something to play for. In fact, might be playing to avoid Golden State on that game. And then you've got New Orleans and Memphis to end the season. They have the twenty fifth toughest schedule remaining based on this report that I just pulled up. Um, so one of the easier, you know, the sixth easiest schedule yeah. remaining. They've got the one more. The two, two of the 11 are Memphis. They've got uh, Memphis twice, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Mavs, the Cavs. Yeah. 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 I can see their third toughest opponent is the Pistons. All right. Yes. Like they play Denver once, the Clippers once, and then the Pistons are the third toughest. They so should. in some ways, we're both right. They can coast and still win the West. They right. should, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Where in contrast, Denver is the seventh toughest. They have the Warriors, the Rockets, the Blazers twice, the Pacers, the the Thunder. Blazers twice is going to be yeah. That's yeah. So they they have a tough road. Yeah, I could see those guys staying home in in California for those final two <laughs> regular season games. But Shannon, we have now four teams tied for fifth through eighth in the West. Yeah, Utah lost to Atlanta on the road last night. It was that the was second. Bad. It was bad. the second game of a back-to-back, and Atlanta has been extremely competitive, especially at home. It was a pretty long track. It was from New York to Atlanta, which yeah. isn't a huge travel, not but it's significant. Not a great, but you'd expect Collins if like you'd expect Collins to dominate uh, if the Hawks are going to beat Utah, but he only had nine and eight. Right. Yeah, it was an overall team perform- performance because even Trey Young didn't go off and have like a monster night or anything. But we've got we've, we've yeah. got four teams now tied for fifth through eighth place in the West: OKC, San Antonio, Utah, the Clippers. They're all forty-two and thirty. OKC has lost four in a row. Clippers have won three in a row. Of the top four West teams, who would you prefer to face in the first round? Um. Of the top four West teams, I still, I still think it's Denver. Um, You'd rather face Denver than Portland. We just talked about uh, their home court advantage. Maybe can't have it both ways, fellas. Uh, I think I go Portland. Remember Portland choking last year, first round loss. Yeah, I. That was. I mean, I felt like that was a really that was a really poor matchup for them. They didn't have the size to deal with anthony davis and rondo playoff rondo and drew holiday just shut down the blazers backcourt um but actually no i'm gonna change my mind i'm gonna go portland because i think i think you can more easily game plan for what portland does you just know that they're gonna run through cj and dame and you can slow those guys down even like 10 to 20 percent force nurkic to beat you basically yeah you're gonna force yeah Nurkic or any other wing, like you're gonna, you know, is is Markless gonna win a series? Like I, I don't think so. As opposed to Denver, where Jokic, you know, you can try to shut down Jokic, but I think their other pieces are are good enough. They have enough team like diversity from a from a skill standpoint to where they're they're tougher to guard. So I'm, I'm gonna change my tune a little bit after thinking about it. I mean, it's it's either Denver or Portland. It's one of the two. Um, I, I understand that the Rockets have a worse record than Denver. 
but I don't think anyone wants to face James Harden and Chris Paul in round one. Um, I, I you talk about you talk about schemes. Alex was just talking about it. You can plan for the Blazers scheme in a seven game series. I, the Rockets are like the, the opposite, right? Like, oh my god, it's the most frustrating system to face. It's impossible to scheme for. It's just impossible to stop. James Harden is a monster. Right. Yeah, you know what's yeah. going to happen, but Harden's too good. Right, <laughs> right, right. So I, I would say I would say Portland. I'm siding with Portland here. Um, I think uh, there are a few teams that match up well. Like Oklahoma City matches up pretty, pretty well with Portland. With how good they are at defense, I think they would be able to lock down McCollum and, and uh, Lillard. You've got Steven Adams there to match mm-hmm. up against Nurkic. So that, that works well. Same thing with Utah. I mean, I think Utah, if they had to pick, would pr- uh, Utah might pick Denver, actually. Utah actually might be... I feel like Utah's had success against Denver. I believe they have, because Gobert's done a good job uh, crushing Jokic. Um, so it's, sheer length. Just yeah. uh, sheer length. He, uh, uh, hey, Alex, job. take us to some exciting news out of China. Jimmer Fredette is back uh from the he was averaging 36 points a game with the shanghai sharks but now he's here signing a two-year deal with the suns uh really it's just a rest of the season deal with the team option from next year but you never know he's still awaiting clearance from the chinese basketball association uh like i mentioned three seasons with the shanghai sharks he's been dominating uh averaged 36 points 5.6 rebounds 5.3 assists 2.6 steals per game Shooting 47, 42, 92. He's 30 years old, though. Older than I thought, And honestly, when I checked. Is this just a publicity stunt? Is this something that could actually, could Jimmer, I mean, what's your, just what's, what's your vibe when you heard this uh, for the first time? I was thrilled. It, yeah, I was pretty <laughs> happy to. Hey, if, if any team needs a positive publicity stunt, it's the Suns. Go for it. I actually, than the biz- they just announced the bad news with Ubre. Why the heck not? It yeah. is a publicity stunt. I'm all for it. I, I think there's actually some fantasy upside here. I want to see it before I take any action on it. Uh, but with Ubre out, um, with you know they've got guys like Melton on the team who really doesn't doesn't move the needle at all. Um, I'm not sure what Tyler Johnson's injury situation is like, but if he ends up missing significant time like there's possibility that the final four or five games phoenix could be like all right jimmer here you go um and seeing him and, and booker so, do that, him him and booker do DeAndre, that if you're deandre ayton and jimmer starts chucking aren't you like um i'm the future of this franchise give me the damn ball sure that's, I mean, the, that's my only concern i'm not saying i expect it for the final 10 games i'm saying maybe the final three four five games at most um, and that could be a scenario where maybe Booker shut down at that stage. I don't know if he get because if if a guy like Booker or Aiton get the my the smallest of dings, like the Suns are gonna be like, nah, you're gonna sit the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> and thirty nine year old Jamal Crawford just deserves some more time sitting. Just let that poor guy relax. He's thirty nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited to see him back. I think it's weird because he came into the NBA at like right before the three-point revolution. Like he got drafted in 2011-12. And, you know, I think he would have been a better prospect. I think he would have, people would have given him a a bigger chance later on. Maybe he got drafted three years ago. But the three-point shooting was never an issue. 
uh, in his NBA career. Which the was, terrible defense was always an well, issue. Well, that's, that's definitely an issue. I'm sure it still is. You know what they say. <laughs> right? When you get older, you get better at defense. Um, <laughs> Golden. Uh, but uh, for debt in 235 career games and 506 attempted threes, 38%. Yeah, decent. Yeah. decent. I, it always amazed me that he wasn't able to turn himself into uh, J.J. Redick 2.0. Like, yeah. It just – the the yeah. pathway is there. And look at – I mean, J.J. Redick is Just very, be a catch-and-shoot guy. Just be a catch-and-shoot yeah. guy. Redick's defense stinks too. Yeah. But he's a very impactful NBA player who's silent, highly sought after for – for years and years now, like every team, he's you know there are plenty of years in a row, uh, plenty plenty of times where teams that were making playoff runs like the Bucks go out and acquire him, trade Tobias Harris, right? Like, yeah, it, the the Clippers, the Sixers, like they acquire him because he is that good glue veteran guy who just knocks down tons of threes. I I don't know. I so, I was always surprised. I thought Fredette could have done that if given the opportunity, but I think we'll see. I think the transition was difficult because he was like the man at BYU. He was averaging like 30 points a game, four right. assists, like right. handling the ball. And I think going right. from like, I think he still wanted to, to do that, be like a six-man, handle the ball, combo guard. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're like a spot-up, wrong off some screens guy. And I think that never um, that never sat well. He didn't make that. I mean, Redick, it took some time for Redick to make that transition, but he did it. Yeah, I mean, yes. But there yeah. was a year or two where people were like dogging the Redick pick, and he had to bounce around a few teams to do it. Frankly, Reddick had the same terrible path uh, Jimmer did, but just made it work. You know, like right. just made the transition where Jimmer clearly did. And I'll give Reddick, I'll give Reddick, uh, JJ Reddick credit for this. He plays bad defense, but he always looks like he's putting in some crazy effort on it. Like he's <laughs> frenetically playing bad defense. You know, like it's not the just the Ole get out of the way. Like his hands are all over the place. He's moving his feet. He looks like he should be better on D, but he just, you know, just isn't. All right, Ken. gentlemen, we have a lot of injuries, which is why we have the news as the uh, the uh, extended broad topic. Let's just dive into these. We can alternate. I think the biggest might be Mike Conley, doubtful tonight versus the Magic, quote unquote, general soreness. I think that just means veteran near the end of the season in meaningless games. But uh, Mike Conley probably not playing tonight. Yep, and. Um Bam Adebayo questionable against the Bucks with a hip injury. Justice Winslow is also questionable. I could see this opening of time for Kelly Olenek. Maybe James Johnson, who's back to playing minutes. Whiteside finally gets maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Josh, yeah right. Josh Hart questionable with knee tendonitis. Anyone who's watched the Lakers play the last few weeks, um, probably when you see – every time you see Josh Hart wince, you're probably like, why don't they just shut this guy down? Um, eventually they will. I should have mentioned with Conley out, looks like big minutes for DeLon Wright and Tyler Dorsey. So. Yes, DeLon Wright, we will talk more about later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't know, for the, for the, I was going to say, just for the Lakers, I don't know if anyone gets like a huge bump because of the Josh Hart thing. I mean, his usage is so low. Yeah. Maybe Contavious Caldwell Pope. KCP. Um, Kenneth Fareed, probable. With a knee injury, he's missed seven of the past 11 games backing up Clint Capella, but it seems like he'll be back. Um, he's a fantasy option, generally not a guy I put my faith in, though. Uh, we got one final guy, Ken. Alan Crabb remains out tonight for your Brooklyn Nets. Shannon, you were a little late to record this podcast today, but... A little groggy. Well, yeah, you know, if you're like me, you wake up in the morning, 
you got brain fog, you're feeling lazy and confused, your That's job true. or jobs, if you're a baller, require you <laughs> to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee what? and prescription Oops. meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, on it may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, on it took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called Alpha Brain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. Alpha Brain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, processing speeds, and it's made from normal ingredients found in nature. And for a limited time, Ana is giving you the chance to try Alpha Brain for free. Just pay shipping, that's all. If you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and Onnit will give you a full refund. You don't have to call, no hoops, no catch, nothing. It's easy, as it possibly can be, entirely risk-free, and you get a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to onnit.com slash rotowire and try it today. So we're going to jump into our our FanDuel pick suggestions. Uh, But first, I just wanted to bring up that baseball season right around the corner mm-hmm. next week opening day we had the two japanese games but yeah we're about a week away from right. uh the real opening day yes uh and so uh if you i mean you can sign up it's a, a great opportunity uh if you take advantage of our FanDuel offer but otherwise just subscribe to our website our mlb draft kits um a perfect time to flying off the virtual shelves yes <laughs> We We're up 33% versus last year. Baseball is blowing up for us. We can't keep that in stock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great great way to get an advantage on the competition. Great way to dominate your draft. Um, bragging rights, the whole the whole thing. Shannon, we briefly touched on DeLon Wright during the Mike Conley doubtful news. Is there anything? Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Put him in your FanDuel lineup tonight. <laughs> uh, DeLon Wright played 41 minutes uh, against the Rockets earlier this week. He was inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, my guess is he stays there uh, for the remainder of the season. He didn't have a big game um, against the Rockets. He only had about 20, 20 fantasy points, but it's the minutes that are key. Um, I mean, if he's playing 35 to 40 minutes... He's got upside for 35 to 40 fantasy points. He's already had a couple big games. OKC earlier this month, he went for 17, 8, 6, one steal, two blocks. Um, he's had a couple other games where he's top 30 points. 5,100 bucks. I, I love his upside. Should be noted he's shooting guard on FanDuel, even though he'll probably be playing point guard tonight. Yes. Um, along those same lines uh, in Memphis, I can't stay away from Joe Kim Noah. Like every every time the, <laughs> the Grizzlies play, I consider putting him in my lineup. You can give him a fifty four hundred. Um, he might, you know, he might drop like eighteen, a little bit of a dud for you. But I mean, the amount of thirty point, you know, thirty fantasy point outings he has in the past, like fifteen days or excuse me, fifteen games, he has like five or ten. It's just he's a guy who can come out of nowhere, um, exceed value uh, really well. I guess one guy that that interests me. Um, I mean, the the highest over under on the night is OKC at Toronto, so there should be some value in that game. 
Um, Paul George against Kawhi Leonard is going to be a premier matchup. With no, no Kyrie. Uh, I'm sorry, no Kyle Lowry. No okay. Kyle Lowry. Oh, so a lot um, more ball handling for Leonard. Yes. Uh, he's at 9,900. It's one of those matchups where it's not ideal because he's going to have Paul George on him. But the over-under is very high. No Kyle Lowry. So he's a guy that I think you can I think you can put in your lineups. I mean, I feel like the chances of him having a dud are pretty low. Um, so, yeah, I feel feel all right about him. Uh, Ken, do you have anybody that stands out to you? Well, I hate to steal thunder from Shannon, but got to go with D'Angelo Russell tonight, right, for the revenge game at L.A.? Sure, he's 8,900, but who are the Lakers? Rondo doesn't care. He doesn't care on defense anymore anyway. The season's over. I love D'Angelo Russell for the fun late-night West Coast revenge game at the Lakers. You know, you know, I've got D'Angelo in my lineup, Ken. I know you do, brother. I feel guilty, you know, stealing that from you. Also, by the way, Russell also shooting guard, oddly, in FanDuel. Don't quite understand that one, I'll be honest. I may have to go reach out to our FanDuel contacts, but uh, shooting guard. Russell, Russell's coming off 74-point fantasy outing. Uh, he had 53 fantasy points mm-hmm. before that. Uh, he's just been unbelievable. For a significant stretch here, he's basically locked into 30 points as his, as his floor. Um, and there's very few players who have 50, 60, 70-point upside like he does. Doesn't he have to just hate that organization? Doesn't he have to he just want to light up the, the forum? It's not the forum anymore, but I still like to say the forum. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, And then, then when you, you know, just look at his production and then you look at the revenge factor. Um, I mean, he went off there. He played there against the Clippers just just a few game, a couple games ago, and went off for the fifty three fantasy points. Um, same building. So I I just I'm mystified by the fact that he's not more expensive. He's only 89. over under two thirty. By the way, for that game, over under two thirty. It's a big one. Eighty nine, eighty nine hundred bucks. Like he's cheaper than Demar Derozan. And yeah, I get it. Demar Derozan on the season is averaging more fantasy points per game. But if you looked at the past 60 days, there's no way he – I, I'm not going to look it up. But I guarantee he's not averaging more fantasy points over the past month or two. Um, so, yeah, I love Russell. Uh, another guy with the Toronto OKC game, Fred Van Fleet. Uh, he's going to be starting yeah. with Kyle yeah. Lowry out. He played 40 minutes against OKC earlier this week. This time they're at home playing the Thunder. Um, in those 40 minutes, he had 35 fantasy points. I'm not a big – Van Fleet guy, but I feel like when he's locked into this kind of run and he's under six thousand bucks, he's an a- absolute option. How? What do you feel stronger about, Shannon? Fred Van Fleet, fifty six hundred, or Emmanuel Moutier, fifty two hundred? Well, Ken, I have both of them in my lineup. Uh, Ooh, those are my, those are my point guards. <laughs> um, it's it's tough. I I like the the revenge angle with Moutier, right? He's playing right. against Denver. Um, but you can never trust Tisdale's rotation. Um, and Kadeem Allen is probable for tonight. He's officially listed as a game-time decision, but he's expected to play. Um, that makes it a little bit tougher. I mean, yes, Dennis Smith's out. Uh, Frankie Smokes is probably out. I expect Moutier to get the minutes, but Tisdale's just unreliable when it comes to that. I mean, you look at against Toronto last week, uh, 
21 minutes for Moutier. Then he had 33 in the next against Utah. Obviously a bad matchup against Utah. But if, if, if I knew Moutier was getting 35 minutes, if I knew him and Van Fleet were both getting 35 minutes, I would pick Moutier. One guy that I'm not confident he'll have a great game, but I think we should just mention in general, Colin Sexton, uh, playing really well. I have a very good stat for Colin Sexton. Bring it up. Colin Sexton is having a monster stretch here, um, and it's really gone. It's been unspoken. Um, he is the first rookie to score at least 23 points in seven straight games since Tim Duncan. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers play the Clippers uh, tonight. That game, the spread is closer than you would think. Uh, Clippers are favored only by six and a half. Uh, they're in Cleveland. Pretty good over under on that to uh, two twenty eight. Are you guys uh, grooving on Larry Nance at fifty eight hundred? Is that where this is gone? I I worry about Nance's minutes because the entire team's kind of healthy again. And so, you know, you got a situation where he he only played 23 minutes last time out. I mean, he got 33, you know, fantasy points. Yeah. And I just I kind of worry about it. Um, I feel like there'd be options I, I'd rather go to. I'm with you. I, I He's too expensive. And the fact that he might only play 20 to 25 minutes, um, he's the type of dude who puts up decent stats in, in limited minutes. But... There are other options. I'd rather that, pay up for Kuzma at like sixty three. That's that's exactly even with LeBron playing. Even with LeBron playing, sure. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. even with LeBron playing, Kuzma will be second in, in field goal attempts on that team. Um, Kuzma, I feel like, is at a discounted rate because he's had a somewhat tough shooting line the past uh, week or two. Basically, since he's returned from injury, he hasn't been shooting that well. Um, one of these games, he's going to hit 60% of his shots and go off for close to 40 fantasy points. Um, speaking of high shooting and we the Sexton thing, I wanted to go back to that quickly. Um, so Sexton is interesting because he's been so productive lately, but I also think he's now too expensive to use. At One, he's got a bad matchup against the Clippers. Two, 6,300. So he has been lights out like unsustainable shooting percentages, 57% during this hot streak and 56.5% from downtown. For a guy who had a questionable three-point shot for most of the season, he's now just tearing it up from downtown, tearing it up. I mean, going hitting 3.7 threes on 6.6 attempts over the past seven games. He doesn't do enough in the other categories with assist, defensive stats rebounds that it's going to be sustainable once that shooting comes back down to earth well it's the old do you ride the hot hand or do you believe it's temporary it's with him i i I think it's temporary because as as you as alex alluded to with larry nance is the team's getting healthy too so is is sexton gonna get 18 19 20 attempts from the floor yeah but you're not like oh i gotta see more out of brandon knight you know, like, no, no, God, no. He's yeah. the future, right? Like, right, right. If there's anyone that should be getting shots, frankly, it should be Sexton, whether he even deserves them or not. I mean, if you're dead set on going, if you if you're dead set on, on going with a Cleveland backcourt member tonight, <laughs> then yes, then yes, go He's with, your man. Go with Sexton He's your man. against uh, Patrick well, Beverly. Be, you you talk about Cleveland being healthy. You know, a team that's not healthy are your New York Knicks. Uh, 
And so I love the upside. This is just a pure, pure upside play. Kevin Knox at a very cheap 5,100. Uh, surely you're there starting Hazenga. There's going to be tons of shots, and they're going to encourage Knox to just full green light. So uh, I just like the upside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to double check this the, uh, yesterday. Uh, I did like a double take. I was like, Kevin Knox, 47 minutes? Yeah. He played 47 <laughs> minutes in a non-overtime blowout. That's, scored 27 and 8. The blowouts all, actually work in his favor, I think. Yeah, because probably. Because then, legs and they want his confidence to yeah, get up. And then they want the shooting percentage to rise. Yeah. I mean, that 42 fantasy point outing against Utah was by far his best outing over the past couple months. Um, I was lucky. That was the night when I had and he played a 37 finish. two games earlier. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, the minutes the minutes should be there. Uh, I, I like him tonight as well, Ken. Um I would say don't people shouldn't expect him to go over fa- forty fantasy points again. Oh, um, the floor could be terrible too, but at yes. that lower price, it's just all possible upside, fun the, upside. The usage, the minutes should both be there in what will likely be a blowout. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Knox goes for twenty and twelve as the Knicks lose by twenty five to the Denver Knicks. <laughs> so a, a couple other guys that I like, um, Valanciunas for Memphis. Yeah. He played 36 minutes against the Rockets earlier this week. I believe that was the only the second time he's topped 30 minutes since joining uh, the, the the Grizzlies. If he starts getting 32 to 36 minutes a game, like he's 20 and 10 in the bank, like that's easy. Yeah. That's easy. So at 7,700, I like him. Um, he's also I also like the fact that he's been blocking shots. His six blocks over the past four games. Um, that's always kind of been one of his deficiencies. So if he's starting to pick up defensive stats, that helps his overall value. And then uh, Pascal Siakam is coming off a 61-point fantasy outing against the Thunder. He plays the Thunder again tonight, this time at home. He's not cheap, 8,400, uh, but you know it's I. he was able to take advantage of the matchup just a couple days ago, so I'm looking for him to do it again. I think that'll do it for us as far as FanDuel is concerned. Ken, um, am I am I reading this correctly? Do you have a winter storm coming? Oh, winter sucks. I'm staring at yet another win- winter storm. It's snowing right now, although it's allegedly spring. And in Vermont, when winter ends, we get mud season. The snow melts and everything is covered in filth. There is no point in washing your car because it's a brown mess 10 minutes later. Every time my white Westie dog goes outside, it comes back looking like a 90-year-old man's turd. When the hell can I wear shorts? And the scrappy weather has me doing a second rant. Power rankings suck. They're a stupid web media ploy to just take up space. We already have power rankings. It's called the actual standings. And I don't give a turd what some pimply college intern thinks are the proper NFL rankings. Get a real job or do some actual reporting. If Rotowire ever lets power rankings slide out of our collective rectum, I am quitting. Ah. Counterpoint power rankings are cool and fun. <laughs> you had a chance to do a rant today. I don't want any complaining about you, Shannon. There, you know, there are a reason why there are like companies that exist that are just rankings. That's what they do. They rank things Stupid. and publish content on it. Stupid. People consume that content. Waste they enjoy time. it. 
It's easily digestible. Stupid. I, I still remember when Yahoo, you know, Yahoo Sports would always have their power rankings and for NBA or MLB, whatever. And those were some of the articles I looked most forward to consuming uh. as a as a sports fan growing up. So hey, give me more power rankings. <laughs> I want some real wire uh. power rankings. Boo. We'll have to we'll have to do a, a Alex, wire. you're the tiebreaker. What's your stance on stupid online power rankings? Um I wouldn't want to write one. God, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. In my defense, those were two mediocre old man rants, but we thought we had someone lined up to do an old man other than me. We only, have one, we only have one old man on the podcast, oh, Ken. Oh, please. We've, I've seen you run on the basketball court. <laughs> it is time. We actually do. I feel like we, we've gone some weeks without too many mispronounced names, but... Uh, we do. We have some this week. Yeah, two brain farts. Yeah. Ken accidentally said Kyrie when he meant Kyle Lowry. That happens. Uh, the Hazonia pronunciation. I think it was Hizanga. Hizanga. <laughs> That's like uh, Boy Meets that World. Dude, That's his terrible. Yeah, I know it's Hazonia. I know it's Hazonia, but it's not. Hizanga. I don't know. I just threw that one in there. That was bad. Um, overall, that is, uh, is going to do it for us. So thank you, everybody. For joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast it is presented by FanDuel. Don't forget to download the Rotowire MLB Draft Kit. You will dominate your draft. Ken, you have a quote for us. Yeah, for today's out quote, let's actually go to news headlines. The news. Per CNBC today, Papa John's announces its newest board member, Shaquille O'Neal. O'Neill will serve as the first African-American director, as well as an investor, in nine Papa John restaurants in Atlanta. He owns a Krispy Kreme Donuts franchise in Atlanta, a Las Vegas fried chicken restaurant called Big Chicken, and a Los Angeles fine dining restaurant called Shaquille's. He previously owned 27 Five Guys franchises. Shaquille, good luck keeping the weight off, sir. Anyway, Shaq, atta- Shaq is responsible for 90% of my diet. I had no idea. <laughs> Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line.